you for listening to another week of What Happens in His House Stays in His House Strength Over Silence Podcast. I am your host, Tammy Montgomery Dozier. Again, once again, thank you for listening. I hope everybody is doing fine out there. Um, hope your week has been doing well. This week, I want to touch on mental health. I want to do a mental health check-in on you guys. I know I had talked about this earlier this year when the pandemic first started. So I just want to make sure that you are all okay. Because dealing with all of this that is going on, we've never been in this spot before. So nobody knows the correct way or what to do or what to mentally think or mentally behave because this is all new. We have been given something to us, handed over something to us that all of us have had to learn how to deal with. We had to learn how to deal with losing loved ones, as well as some people have had to deal with this illness themselves. And then on top of that, we've also had to deal with racism. In the midst of COVID-19, it's not that racism has not always existed, because it has. So we are fully aware of that. But what we've had to deal with is actually seeing it manifest more and more. I was just reading about this gentleman, Jonathan Price. And he had de-escalated a situation. It was a domestic violence situation. He had taken care of it, and the police felt the need to shoot and kill him. And, you know, they tasered him and then they shot him. It's those things. It's those George Floyd moments. It's those Ahmaud Arbery moments. It's all of these moments upon losing loved ones, upon getting sick, upon losing your job and everything changing and not being able to go to the store and just go and check out and without having to be wear a mask and all of these different things. This can truly take a toll on you. As humans, we are built. We're built to last. We are built for a lot of different things. But sometimes there comes days where, you know, you're like, hey, enough is enough. I'm built to withstand, but how much more can I take? So we want to talk about that mental health. We want to do a check in. We want to talk about mental health and racism and how it is affecting our health and our everyday life. So, guys, what are you all doing to take care of yourself on a daily basis? Earlier in my the beginning of my podcast, I talked about PIES, P-I-E-S, which is how are you doing physically, intellectually, emotionally and spiritually? What are you doing to take care of yourself? Physically, are you getting out there taking walks? What are you doing? Intellectually, are you reading? Are you like not paying attention to the news or just keeping your mind sharp in other ways? I know we have to watch the news, but sometimes it just becomes too much. Emotionally, how are you feeling? Are you becoming depressed? What are you doing? And spiritually, are you taking care of yourself? I know services are now, if you are a Christian, they're taking a... You know, they're online now and you can watch them on your phone and on your TV and on your computer. If that's not your thing, Christianity or whatever you're doing, are you meditating? What are you doing for yourself spiritually? How are you connecting? Keeping a daily journal. That would be so great if you can do that. Write down your thoughts. Find ways to be social. Like now my family and I get on the phone every night at about eight o'clock and we do a conference call prayer line. And it's beautiful because, you know, it's, it's on the phone. It's not on Zoom because not everybody know how to access Zoom, but we're able to meet how we're able to meet and we've become closer than ever. 
which is a beautiful thing. So what are you doing to stay connected with your family? Although some of you cannot physically see them because some people have older parents that are in a home. They can't see them. So what are you doing to stay connected? Like doing something you enjoy, watching a movie, listening to music. Are you resting? What are you doing to keep yourself motivated during this time? Because it can become too much. Mental health is extremely important. And I know for me, I had to learn how to deal with my own self and my mental health. Because there was a time in my life where I thought that I was okay mentally and that everything was a-okay. And it was probably something wrong with everybody else. In my mind, that's what I thought. But in actuality, I had been holding on to things in my life. I had been hurting so much and had not been sharing with anyone because I thought that I had accomplished things. I thought that because I had a master's degree, I thought that because I had done several things or been in plays and I thought that I was okay and actually I wasn't. Those things I was just using just not to deal with my own issues. And now I try to make myself aware of, hey, there's something I don't like or something that turns me off or something that I'm not feeling. Then I try to say, you know, what, what, where's that coming from? Or if there's someone that I see and I may not necessarily care for them, what is it that I'm feeling? What is it that's, what is being done? Why are these things happening? Why don't I like this person? Why is this happening? And sometimes there is an answer for it and sometimes there's not. It's just, is what it is. But I just want you guys to get in tune with your feelings and everything that's going on around you. Because I'm sure some people having a homeschool, losing their jobs and all these things, it can definitely take a toll on your life. And your mental health is so important. We should treat mental health like going to the doctor. And that's something we as African Americans don't do. That's why I created that po- this podcast. What happens in this house stays in this house is because I realized that is not one of the first things that we do. We don't check on ourselves mentally, you know, because we're always taught to be strong. We're always taught to, that you can handle. We always taught that all you have to do is get on your knees and pray. And I'm not saying that prayer doesn't work because prayer does change things. It definitely does. But there are some times when you need more than that. You need to sit down and talk to somebody professionally who can dig deep down and find out what the problem is. And I often believe that God created these people for that. He created these people to help you. That's why you have therapists. So, guys, I'm going to let you listen to uh, this episode with Gail King. And she speaks, speaks with the doctor about racism and mental health. Here you go. Here at CBS News, we're committed to stopping the stigma surrounding mental health so we can take the shame and the blame out of discussing mental illnesses. Today, we're looking at how racism and the coronavirus have affected mental health in the black community. Only one in three black Americans who need mental health care receive it. Psychiatrist Dr. Jess Clemens uses her Ask Dr. Jess social media account. She's great to break down barriers and provide more access to help. She joins us only on CBS This Morning from New Orleans. Dr. Just, it's so good to see you. You are the perfect person for this conversation today. Because between COVID and heightened racial tensions, I think about what black Americans are living through these days. Listen, one of those would be enough to put you in the fetal position, but you've got the one-two punch. Talk about why this is having such a big effect on mental health in the black community. It seems obvious, but maybe not so much for some people. 
Absolutely. So thank you for having me today. You know, I think what you're pointing out is something that Black Americans know uh, intuitively, right? We know that we're always hit the hardest and we have the worst outcomes, right? But a lot of studies that actually have looked at how racism specifically affects the mental health of, of those within the black community. Uh, right now, thinking about, you know, George Floyd and police killings, there was a study in 2018 that looked at what's the impact in terms of mental health for black Americans who are living and observing unarmed black people being killed. And what we find is that for the larger black population, that equates to about 55 million uh, poor mental health days, which affects the economy and obviously affects the quality of life. And what we do know about COVID and natural disasters is that it tends to lead to an increase in the number of new cases of mental illness. And so, of course, when black people get exposed to things like this, we are expected to get hit the hardest, right? So we're expected to not only present with symptoms, but also have nowhere to go because of the lack of access and the stigma and barrier associated with it. Yeah, Dr. Jess, you've also talked about the difference in diagnosis. A black man and a white man can go seek mental health for the same symptoms, but they get a different diagnosis. What do you mean? Yes. Yes. So there have been, again, a lot of research that have shown if, let's say, a black man goes in to see a psychiatrist with psychotic symptoms and a white man goes in to see a psychiatrist with the same psychotic symptoms, the black man is more likely to be diagnosed with schizophrenia, which in society has, you know, a larger negative consequence associated with that. And the white man is more likely to be diagnosed with bipolar disorder, which is an illness that is thought to be episodic, to have periods where the person is experiencing psychotic symptoms, but otherwise with treatment to sort of go back to normal. And so, the, again, that's very different in terms of how, of how society views them. But also, I, I need to add that that African-American or Black patient is more likely to not get treatment and to be incarcerated, actually, because of those symptoms. Yeah, and there is certainly still is a stigma in the Black community about seeking mental health. People say, go to church, talk to a friend, talk to your family, or better still, keep it in the family, don't take it outside the family. Do you think that's changing? Are you noticing more Black Americans? Americans seeking help and how do we reduce the stigma? Absolutely. Well, I think, you know, because of my sort of unique uh, work using social media to engage communities, black community around mental illness, I certainly have received a lot of direct messages from people who have started to engage in therapy or are looking for a therapist. So I think there has been a lot of work in terms of reducing stigma. We have a lot of celebrities that are very open about how much therapy has helped them. I do think that we're going to see a rise in that. But, you know, there still is a lack of black psychiatrists. Uh, there still, you know, are far few black psychologists. So my hope is that this will also encourage people to pursue this line of work because yes. we do know that black patients are more likely to get treated yes. by black providers and that black providers are more likely to work in communities that are underserved in the black yeah. communities, especially. Very good point, Dr. Clement. So how do you stay strong and sane when you feel so broken inside? <laughs> So I think, you know, that's the million dollar question. My hope and a lot of what I encourage people to do, including my own patients, is to find things that bring them hope, to find the things in their life that, that make them feel good and really to lean into that. I think, you know, with working from home and social distancing, my hope is that people have really leaned into the love that they can receive from their families, really engaging in things like breath work, yoga, meditation. Those can all be things that a person can do to sort of help sustain them and as we continue this fight for racial justice and also to get out of this pandemic to get out of this pandemic and be with people listen i was with friends over the weekend in long island 
something I hadn't done in a very long time. And just being in the studio surrounded by people. You must feel this too, Anthony. Makes such a difference. Makes such a difference in how I feel. Lighter already. Dr. Jess Lemons, thank you so much for taking the time. I really, really appreciate it. If you or someone you know is seeking mental health resources, you can call the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Help. The mental illness helpline is what she's trying to say at 1-800-950-6264. Or in a crisis, text NAMI to 741-741. Anthony? Yeah. All right. Basically, Gail King said almost the same thing as far as we're taught to what happens in this house stays in this house. And it's just something how we're viewed differently than other races when it comes to our mental health. It's almost as if we're just going to go out on a rampage and just hurt somebody. That's how we're treated. But it's still so important to get the help that you need and know that these things exist. So right now I'm going to let you listen to Taraji. She has something very important. Taraji P. Henson from Empire. She started her own mental health therapy online and it's free. You got to think you get like three sessions. Here she goes. Well, the coronavirus pandemic has not only taken a toll on our physical and financial well-beings, but it's had a huge impact on our mental health. And in minority communities where COVID-19 has hit the hardest, there was a longstanding taboo around mental illness concerns. So in light of this, actor Taraji P. Henson recently launched free online therapy services targeted to African-Americans. And here is what she had to say on the issue to ABC's Lindsay Davis. So because I'm blessed, my father always told me to be a blessing. And so I started this foundation because of the stigma around mental health in the African-American community. And I think now is the time because all we have right now is time on our hands is to try it. If you're a little if you have reservations because you're in the comforts of your own home, you don't have to worry about feeling embarrassed or being looked down upon because you're stepping into an office where there are therapists there. So I think it's a good time for people to try it. It has been overwhelming, the response. We have hundreds of new therapists that have signed up. Once this is over and said and done, all of us will be traumatized. But in African-American culture, there seems to be this tradition of kind of keeping your problems to yourself, fighting through it, being tough, you know, not putting your business out on front street. So what do you think it is about the black experience in America that makes this idea of therapy such a unique challenge? I think it's about finding the right therapist, someone who understands your background, where you come from. One thing I would like to see more men apply, out of all the applicants right now, we have 71% are women and only 6% men. And I'm just pushing for more men to just please allow yourselves to be vulnerable. I love that she started that because she believed she realized that her own mental health was in jeopardy. And she also realized that, hey, as African-Americans, we need our own therapists, not to say that other therapists can't help us, but some of our issues, because they are related to where we grew up and the things that we have gone through within our community, you do need somebody who can relate who knows what you're going through? Because there may be something that both communities go through, but they need to be handled differently, depending on the circumstance. So again, people, I want to thank you for listening to me this week. I hope you got something from it. Thank you. My name is Tammy Montgomery Dozier, and thank you for listening to What Happens in This House Stays in This House Strength Over Silence podcast. I can be reached at phone number 708-895-2278. My email address is podcast at cblconsulting.net. 
My website is www.connectedbyloveconsultant.net. Also on this website, you can go on the tab podcast and you can have your groceries delivered from Instacart in an hour. Please click on the link to do so. All right, uh, you can join my site on Facebook, What Happens in This House Stays in This House podcast. And soon coming to you, I have a Spy Kids Mental Health Treasure Kit for children, and that's going to be dealing with stresses and everything that they're going through pretty much right now, and it has activities and different things to help them. And I have a couple of books on Amazon, Amazon uh, Addicted to Pain which talks about my life and my mental health and from fast to freedom. And they're both under Tammy Montgomery Dozier. Again, thank you for listening and enjoy your day.